The following programming is sponsored by Tom Tool III. The views expressed do not necessarily reflect the views of this station, its management, or Beasley Media Group. Good afternoon, greater Philadelphia area. This is Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM. I'm Tom Tool. She's Sarah Time, and she's Stacey Mitchell. And we have the owner of what I would say is the best salon on the main line, Laura Cordaro here. I think she's been cutting my hair for like a decade now, which there's less of it, so I guess it's a little easier. <laughs> Laura, thanks for coming on. How do people get in touch with your salon? Why don't you give everyone a quick introduction? Thanks, guys. Yeah, so um, at Lolly Hair Lounge 30 is our Instagram, lollyhair.com. You can call us. We're at 30 Rittenhouse Place in Ardmore, PA, about a block away from Suburban Square. I'm sure you're all familiar with the shopping there. Um, yeah, thanks for having me, guys. For sure. And Laura's family has like a serious real estate background, so she's going to chime in on some of the other non-business-related stuff that we're going to go through. And uh, we've got Gabe here filming us, and we're streaming live on Instagram, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. And again, we all work with the Tom Tool Sales Group at REMAX Mainline, the number one REMAX team in Pennsylvania and Delaware since 2018. So what I wanted to start with... And uh, Stacy and, and Sarah specifically, Zillow had their fourth quarter earnings call last week after their worst earnings call ever. If you remember how we talked mm-hmm. about that, the CEO choked on a cough drop. They had to cut the iBuyer program and, and it came back very differently. Uh, so I want to give everyone kind of a summary of what they talked about and then we can go into what it means for, for the market. So the short of the call is Rich Barton, CEO of Zillow, came out and said, hey, Things are going great. He had his swagger back like he's had before. And I I got a couple key stats from this, and I want to get your takeaways. The first is there right now, Zillow is getting 4 million people a day going to their website. And 1.4 million of those 4 million are hitting the, are pressing the contact agent button. And in 2021, they closed 360,000 transactions with their agent partners, and half of those people had a home to sell, and they're looking to double it by 2025. So very different than the last earnings call. So what do you guys think? Very impressive, yes. But we all knew that Zillow wasn't going anywhere. They were just going to, you know, figure it out <laughs> and come back stronger than ever. Um, so, yeah, these numbers, the $4 million a day on their site, and what was it, 1.4 actually reaching out to um, get more, you know, get agent, get, connect with an agent to get to, that means they're serious or they're very interested. They, they need more information. Um, yeah, I think this is really, really aggressive. It's good news that their projection, um, you know, into 2025 is super positive and super aggressive. Um, it's all good news for us, especially as agents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not surprised that 4 million people a day are going onto the site. I mean, everyone goes on Zillow, whether or not you're, you know, we've talked about this a lot. I mean, there's a lot of people that just go on there to kill time. They're not even seriously looking for, for a property. The fact that, you know, a, over a quarter of the people that are going on the site are hitting a contact agent button. I mean, that certainly does say something because, you know, we've talked about, like, you're giving them your information. You're saying, you know, it's not like you're just clicking it and then automatically getting info on this property like you're giving your information and that I think definitely shows 
you know, a pretty high level of interest because it means you're going to have to talk to somebody on the phone. <laughs> yes. Well, it, yes, I mean, 35% conversion is pretty wild. I, but mm-hmm. the, the other thing they didn't talk about a lot is they lost $880 million last year on their home flipping um, that yeah. they were trying to do with Zillow offers. And overall, the company lost uh, $528 million in 2021. So, you know, it's great that they're, like, doing better now, but mm-hmm. they, they made a major mistake that's obviously hurt its stock price and has made a lot of realtors start to, like, hate the company and, and, and question them. I still don't buy it. I mean, the the, the big takeaway that uh, Rich had, and, again, Rich Barton's their CEO, was that they're trying to come up with, like, a super app for real estate. Like, they want to be the end-all, be-all for real estate. And no one has these numbers. I mean, they, they have 4 million people a day, a 35% conversion rate on a click-through. It's not happening anywhere else. Uh, now, it's going to take them some time to get back to a profitability position, which I think is a challenge with a lot of these publicly traded companies. What does this mean for the consumer? Because I, I don't really care about Zillow's finances. I care about consumers and what it means for us as agents. So how do you see this playing out for like the home buyer or home seller that's out there thinking about transacting or maybe they're surfing uh, on, online on Saturday night when they don't have anything else going on? H- how do you see that affecting consumers? And do consumers even really care is the question. I don't think consumers really care. I mean, they're looking there for houses. You know, they're on there browsing around for homes. And if they see something that stands out and they like, they're, you know, they want more information. They're just going to click, especially if they're not working with an agent. Um, As we were discussing earlier today, most buyers think that that's the first part of the process, the home buying process. You just go, you find your house and you go get inside and look at it. They don't know that you, you know, should probably go over the buying process with an experienced agent, <laughs> someone who can direct them and walk them through and, you know, make sure that they have things in place, like their finances are in place. And right, that they they're can pre-approved. afford the house that, they're, <laughs> yeah. that exactly. they see that they want yeah, to go check out. Yeah, can they afford that $500,000 home? Um, so I think, you know, they're just, the consumers are just looking for their next home. You know, they're looking for their home. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't think that your average consumer... Um, is really going to care about any of these numbers. What they're going to care about is when they are when they see something that they like or that they're interested, in, and when they do click on it, that they get that call back right away, or that they that their experience with who they get connected with on the phone is a good one. Um, and I think what Zillow is going to focus on is probably you know making sure that the connections are good connections, and that that's where they're going to kind of focus on getting getting back on track with um because i mean i know i've i've talked to friends who um this was they were looking before i was in real estate but where they had like made comments about how they would go on zillow and then they would hear back if there was a property that they wanted info on it would be like four days later that they Mm -hmm. maybe got like a a call or or something back so i think your average consumer is going to care about your quick response and that the person on the other end of the line at least appears to know what's going on. <laughs> well, that, that, that's a really good point because when Zillow changed their business model, and this was like 2019, I want to say, where they went from like just emailing people the contact information when you hit contact agent to the live phone call connections, uh, they, they, they did that because less than 50% of the inbound inquiries actually got a response. And four days, that's better than half because right. they actually um, got a response, right? right? So what, what I see here and listening to the call, and, and there's a lesson to be learned for any business out there, they're going back to their core business, right? Like their hedgehog concept, if you read Good to Great by Jim Collins, where it's like, what are you the best in the world at? What's really simple to do? And what's going to bring in the most revenue? And that's 
nurturing agents for lead generation, and I, I think it's really critical. And this is any business that gets away from that. Like you look at these numbers here. They Zillow their their revenue was a lot higher, but seventy three percent of their revenue was from house flipping. So it went from three point three billion to eight point one billion. They they lost so much money last year because of that. They got away from their core process. So any business owner that's out there, that should be the takeaway from this. From a consumer side, I, I couldn't agree with you more, Sarah. And what they don't realize is that now with these partnerships Zillow has, and, and look, our team's a partner, very transparent. There is some serious measurement going on. And we've talked about this internally. We get measured on things like what is the customer service score of the phone call, right? So they send a survey out, and they ask five, uh, three questions, and you have to get five stars in, though. And if the consumer service score drops below a certain rate, you could be kicked out of the program. Mm-hmm. They look at answer rate, right? You talked about connections. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that's the biggest complaint people have about realtors is they don't hear back from them. They never get back to them. So they look at um, answer rate. They look at how often are they setting the appointment is the appointment actually happening? And then are they writing offers and are they able to convert these people into sales? Because that's really what it, what it comes down to, especially with the model where they're paying a referral fee as opposed to the only way to get in with Zillow before was just swiping your credit card on a monthly payment. So do you how, how much further do you see this? Because I, I have a prediction here I want to share, but I, now that we know that it's consumer face, they're going back to basics, what do you think the next move is for them? Well, I mean, I think this is a smart a smart move. You, If you have it based on referral, that means you're getting the right people to answer the phone and the right people out there that are going to close these transactions. Um, so you're making the consumer experience better while getting paid for it. So I think that um, you know is a very smart move of them to try and like cut out some of these other pieces. Um, and I think they're going to keep building building on that and continuing exactly like you were just talking about to measure, to track and to make sure and to kind of reward the people that can get it done with the leads because, you know, the numbers are here. Everyone goes to Zillow, you know, so that's where a lot of people, their first step in the door, if they're going to start considering looking is through is through the Zillow door. Yes. Getting back to basics in their core business. Um, and if it is proving to be that, you know, it's already proven to be much stronger than it was before. I mean, that's just smart. That's really, really smart. So get that rock solid foundation and and just continue to build on top of it. Um, they just got to lick their wounds and get over the, that massive uh, <laughs> faux pas that they had and um, move forward. But I think for agents, uh, it's definitely a great opportunity. And uh, so get ready, you know, make sure that all your I's are dotted and your T's are crossed. Um, and, and you bring to the table a lot of knowledge and professionalism and, uh, and response because that's what it's going to take to stay in their program. Well, what a lot of folks don't realize is that this is a cost of customer acquisition. Everyone complains that, oh, Zillow's charging a referral fee. Well, nine times out of ten, you probably wouldn't have talked to this person mm-hmm. if it wasn't for the Zillow connection. So what are you going to do after that with the client? Like, what's the client retention plan? Are you... You know, following up with them three, six, 12 months. I mean, we just did some Popeyes this week with like six packs of beer for the Super Bowl. Are you doing that stuff for your clients? Because if you're not, then yeah, you're probably losing on Zillow. You got to have a long-term view here. Uh, what I also know is that my prediction is they're going to start to shove their ancillary services down our throat. Zillow Home Loans and Zillow Title. They talked about it a lot on the call. And just like every other brokerage that's been out there, they want to have their own mortgage company. They want to have their own title company. That's another revenue stream for them. 
How do you see a national title and national mortgage company? I already see some fa- <laughs> uh, facial expressions from Stacy. How do you see that playing out for the consumer? And then we can talk about how agents can, you know, either go with this or go against it. Well, what I mean, I, I don't think that would go well. Um, Tell and- us more. You don't think it's going to go well, right? So let's explain. So, I mean, we've we've talked in the past, like having a local mortgage lender goes so far in this process. Um, you need somebody that knows the area, knows what they're working with, knows the different time timelines and knows the different pieces that need to be there in order to get everything connected, to have a smooth transaction and to get it to to settlement. Um, same with same with title. I mean, you and you need physical people like it can't just be the other end of a computer like you need somebody that you can contact that you have a relationship with and that you know if there is a hiccup in there that you know you can you can get to them and you can explain the situation and try and get ahead of stuff rather than waiting for things to you know go nowhere um i think what is potentially promising here as far as getting your local lender in front of them is again a lot of people when they get on Zillow and when they hit that contact agent button they haven't done any of the the legwork leading up to that so that's your opportunity to get them to con- connected to the the lenders that you know that you trust that you know do a good job um and they probably won't have gotten that far yet so it could be a good way to just get in there and say this is what's next and I recommend this person I have to agree 100% what you said about, <laughs> yeah, working with, um, you know, big national lenders. And um, I can't imagine that type of title company also. Um, you said if something happens, it's not if, it's when. something <laughs> always happens. I mean, stuff you can't even make up. You mm-hmm. can't even write this stuff. Um, so you definitely need to be able to get a hold of your loan officer or get a hold of, you know, the, your title contact because this stuff happens, you know, at weird hours on the weekends. And good luck trying to get your loan officer, yeah. if you even know who they are, from Mr. Big Box Store, um, on a weekend when it's dire and you need to talk to them. Yep. I think that's a great point. And the other things that, and we'll talk about this next, because our next topic is actually about Rocket Home Loans and their Super Bowl commercial. I mean, they don't use local appraisers. You can't get in touch with people. An agent from our team, Josh Grabensky, sent me this text today. This is uh, the timing on this couldn't be. Oh gosh, well, that was great. So oh, you saw this, yeah. okay? So let me find it here in, in my five thousand Slack messages. Here we go. Um, he had a closing that was scheduled in one hour. Uh, this is at twelve thirteen. Lender pushing closing because they have a training class, and literally the email is: I wanted to let you know at this time we don't have a clear to close for your file. Your closing would have to be moved to tomorrow at the earliest, since our closers are in a training class until twelve. Like, how does that happen the day of settlement? Like, they didn't have it. Like, they just scheduled it today. It's, it's, this is what happens with these internet and, and national lenders. And I think what's going to happen here if Zillow goes that route, and sure, they'll probably be able to close some business, but if they force people to use that, it's going to play out just like Zillow offers did, where it's going to screw up their core business. And it's actually going to hurt them because they can't be the best at it. They're going to get beat locally every time. So I see that as a major mistake. Yeah, I mean, if they put that in there as a you must use our people, I do not see that going well. That's also probably illegal because they're yeah. they're they're a broker yeah. now, so they'd be against RESPA laws. However, I, I hear your point. They're gonna they're gonna force it. I mean, they're gonna push mm-hmm. it just right. like a lot of people do. 
We highly recommend. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> right. We highly don't. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. If you want to close on time, don't use a national <laughs> right. lender. Right. I mean, that, that's really what you want to say. So, I really thought that was a joke that Josh sent over. I don't think I it did. was. No, it wasn't. It was honest to God truth. But yeah. I, when I first read it, I'm like, oh, they've got to be, that's got to be a joke. Oh, gosh. Right. Ugh. So here's, here's the takeaways from this. They're going to start pushing ancillary services. We know that. They're getting back to their core business. Uh, what what else do you see happening from this? I mean, it's obviously a, a, a nice rebound call after the, the horrible third quarter call that they had. M- my question is, wh- where does Zillow go from here? Like they're trying to double their business. I mean, how much more business can they can they can they do? And do they have the capacity to do it? Is their brand big enough? I've got an opinion on it, but that's really what I think everyone wants to know because they were trying to go in these other directions and it just didn't work. They may have to hire back some of those 200,000 people that they let go. 2,000, not 200,000. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah. will, though. They'll, yeah, they'll need would, them. That's mm-hmm. a big difference. But, yeah, they might they might need some more uh, support. <laughs> I, I agree with you there. And, I mean, they, they call this now Zillow's 3.0 plan because 2.0 was the home flipping business, which <laughs> went horribly wrong. Uh, and, it, 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 I mean, it's centered right here from Mike Del Preet's article on Inman that it's about mortgage and title, and they're just trying to close more transactions. Do you think they're going to be able to double the transactions in three years? Well, I mean, a lot of that depends on the real estate market itself, you know. Um, but I think the trajectory that they're on and um, with their brand name, I mean, they have the brand name. That, that's so valuable right there. Um, and, again, I'll go back to I don't think the consumer – they probably don't even know that they had such a big loss because of the home flipping business went sideways. Um, I think the consumer, they just, it, they're the Google of, of houses. So they just, everybody automatically goes on to Zillow. So, I mean, it's, I think, I think it's possible. I think they'll have a, a big rebound for sure. Yeah, I agree. It's funny. I was about to use that exact same analogy that they're the, they're the Google, Google. you know, they're the Amazon. How many they're times the, have we said that? Yeah. yeah it's, um, you know, it's, you don't even think about it. People just go on there. So um, I think that there's certainly the potential to do it. So he, I, I agree with both of you, and I'll tell you why. At the 360,000 transactions they closed, that makes up 5.8% of all the homes that sold last year. So can they go to 11? Can they go to 12? I don't see that being an issue. When you get to like 25, that's when it gets a little dicey because there's always going to be people that go back to their agent or – they're, they just don't like Zillow's website or they don't want to do things over the internet. But 5.8 to, you know, to, let's call it 12, I see that as totally possible. And I would imagine that their metrics are spot on and that there isn't a lot of like slippage through there. But um, they do have the SEC over their shoulder. So I agree with you there. They can't be n- making up nonsense. Well, I meant more like if there could have been other people that somehow like slipped through that initially had been agreed, yeah. You know, looking through, looking through that way. Um, but, yeah, I think it's totally possible. All right. So Zillow's back is the big takeaway here. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back, and we're going to talk about what I thought was the best Super Bowl commercial, which was the Rocket Home, <laughs> just from a production standpoint. Uh, and we'll go over what that means for consumers and maybe some like things you need to kind of pay attention to in these commercials. This is Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM. Have you considered a career in real estate? Do you want control over your income? Whether you have a license or not, call us today at 610-692-6976 or visit TomTool.com. Join our team, the Tom Tool Sales Group at REMAX Mainline. Buying a home or already own one? We can help. 
I am Kevin Hamill from Alliances Insurance Agency. If you haven't reviewed your policies in the last three years, now's the time. New home buyers, there are a number of ways that we can help you get to that settlement table. Call us to find out more at 610-816-0043, extension 3, or visit our website, alliancesinsurance.com. Don't forget the S, it's for savings. When you're getting a mortgage, you shouldn't have to sacrifice great service just to get a great rate. At Mortgage America, we've been lending with this philosophy for over 35 years. We have access to great low rates without the complications and delays of big or online banks. We're a local Pennsylvania lender with loan officers that you can actually meet. As PHFA's number one lender, we specialize in all residential mortgage programs, including first-time buyer programs and low-down payment options. For your free pre-approval, call us at 610-439-8000 or apply online at mymortgageamerica.com. The real estate market is red hot. Have you considered taking advantage? Call the Tom Tool Sales Group at Remax at 610-692-6976 or visit our website, tomtool.com, to connect and take advantage of these market conditions. All right, welcome back to Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB, 860 AM. I'm Tom Tool. She's Stacey Mitchell. She's Sarah Timon. And again, we have Laura Cordaro of Lolly Hair Lounge here. We're going to try to stop talking, let her maybe jump in on this segment a little bit and, and, and filling up the airwaves. So uh, what we wanted to talk about, and again, the three of us work with the Tom Tool Sales Group at REMAX Mainline, the number one REMAX team in Pennsylvania and Delaware since 2018. And we're streaming live on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube if you want to tune in there. Super Bowl commercials, always a big topic, right? Did you guys have like a favorite that stuck out to you this year? Well, I know that we're about to well, we're talk gonna talk about, about one. one, yes, but <laughs> um, any other ones? Um, honestly, no, I, none of them like completely jumped out at me. I was also like running, I was trying to keep up with the baby. So parenting. Yeah. She was up way past her bedtime, but (laughs) my kids went to bed at the end of the game. So we were also up past their bedtime. Stacey, any, any commercials that stuck out or just want to talk about rocket mortgage here? I, you know, I do like watching the commercials because they are really funny, but not any that really stuck out. Yeah, I, I kind of I didn't think they were that great this year. I mean, I, there wasn't anything that really jumped out at me. So uh, the halftime show, on the other hand, oh, phenomenal. phenomenal. Yeah, that was best great. yet. Yes, I, I agree with that. And my cousin's a Bengals fan was over, so that was uh, we, had, we had a lot to deal with. He just left when they lost, <laughs> yeah. pretty much. Literally walked out the door. Anyway, uh, the, the the commercial I wanted to talk about, and I, I think there's a lot of things to be taken away from this is uh, Rocket uh, Homes and Rocket Mortgage. They had a Super Bowl commercial with Anna Kendrick. And it was basically like Barbie in the dream house. And Barbie was trying to buy the house. And then all of a sudden, all these other people came out of the woodwork and they made it look like it was going to be really difficult for her to buy the house. Uh, There was a flipper that came out. I think Skipper the Flipper is one of the characters. There was um, Ken the Cash Buyer or something. (laughs) And then there was... uh, there was another. There was another one that came in too. Somebody oh, was like going in over the over asking price Betty, buyer, yeah, right? Betty, Betty asking price bidder or something <laughs> like that, right? And I, I found it pretty interesting because it's not that unrealistic that all these people come out of the woodwork here. Uh, mm-hmm. But when you dove into the commercial, the whole premise was Barbie's got her Rocket Home Loans pre-approval, and that's why she ends up getting the house. So is that even accurate in today's world? No. <laughs> Tell us more. <laughs> so if, you, if you're if you up against some of these other offers, 
Um, now, it also didn't say if Barbie was going to be, like, waiving any contingencies. Or yes. It didn't give us, like, the full scope of, like, right. what is Barbie's offer. It sounded like it was an at-ask using, you know, An Rocket online Rocket lender, yes. yes. Right. So um, that is just not going to cut it in, in, today's, in today's market. Um, for one, I mean, just that if you're up against some of these other more attractive offers, you're you're going in just right at ask there isn't isn't probably going to be appealing enough not to mention anybody who's looking through if you've got multiple offers and you're looking through um the financing if you are you know not a cash offer you're going to look at who that lender is and there's certain ones that are going to jump out at you as a better more secure um offer than others and i hate to say it but rocket mortgage rocket mortgage is going to kind of fall into the like <laughs> I don't know. I think we got to pass over that one. (laughs) (laughs) And if you have cash offer Carl, like lurking in the background, that's a major contingency off the table right there. Mm-hmm. So um, I can't see where, especially if he's going in and ask, uh, ex- right? And waiving <laughs> contingencies, come on, yeah. uh, you know the the uh, inspections. Forget mm-hmm. about it. Um, they're the ones that usually beat out uh, my clients' offers for the most part every single time. Um, so if you have that rocket mortgage pre-approval, and your offer is due on you know say eight o'clock Sunday night, and let's say cash offer Carl's not even in playing in this game, right? <laughs> But still, you have six. You have six offers on the table, and they, the if the listing agent's doing due diligence on behalf of her clients, she would reach out to the lenders. Are you going to get Rocket Mortgage on the phone like at seven o'clock on a Sunday night to verify, you know, that this is you know a qualified buyer and that they've been fully vetted? Chances are probably no. That's not going to happen. So I just don't believe this scenario. I I thought the commercial was really cute, um, but. It's yeah, it doesn't work in real life, unfortunately. You guys are being very nice. This commercial <laughs> was like I, I from a production standpoint and from making a commercial, love yeah. it. Like yeah. marketing wise, good stuff. You got a well known celebrity in there. Everyone knows Barbie. I think we have the same dream house in my house for my kids. <laughs> like I get all that. Totally unrealistic. And I, and I my concern is that we found most people have no idea what goes on in real estate transactions mm-hmm. when they come through the door. And what Rocket Homes Lo- Home Loans is doing is they have you like partner with, it's basically another portal. It's no different than Zillow where you get connected with an agent, then you get some incentive to work with them, wh- whatever that might be. I mean, there's no way, unless that offer is way above the asking price, and may- I mean, you don't know if it needs like a lot of work. I mean, there was a flipper there. Like, was it in good condition? Are you going to get an appraisal? Like, these, these are real questions. The cash buyer, I mean, it would have to be a lower, a like significantly lower offer for a cash buyer. And I don't like Rocket Mortgage. From a, we talked about local lenders, right? They, they never come through. They never close on time. If you just go online and you look up Rocket Mortgage right now, and we didn't do this before the call, so let's just look at this. Rocket Mortgage, let's see what their reviews come up like. I mean, they're averaging like 3.7 stars. So, I mean, that's on, on Google, and that's just what, what happens. So the, the point is that it's very unrealistic, and I feel for the people that think, oh, this is great. I'm calling Rocket Mortgage. This is the best mortgage company ever. They're not, and they've got a bad reputation, and I think that that's a, that's a problem here. Um, I don't think there's any shot Barbie would have won. I think the cash buyer Ken <laughs> would have gotten the offer, because I mean, if you have multiple offers, you got to worry about an appraisal. Does yep. Barbie have enough money to bridge the appraisal gap? Right. Probably not. If she if she's going in just to ask, the flipper always pays a low price. I'm not worried about that one. Mm-hmm. 
But if another buyer's going to beat them out, even if the cash buyer's low, and they've got the same contingencies, I mean, yeah. $10,000, that's a lot of money. So I, I don't see this being very realistic at all. And, you know, I, I think that the question is, you know, and you mentioned it, for the buyers that are out there or when you're on the listing side, like, I mean, the online lender just doesn't cut it. No. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, best case scenario there would be if you submitted the offer with them just to get your pre-approval or something uh, or that you're qualified last minute would be to come back and say, uh, you know, you're going to have to work with another lender. Like the offer looks good, but uh, we're not going to go through using Rocket. (laughs) Didn't that just happen to you? Yes. Yeah. Why why don't you talk about that? Because I want to talk about real life versus the Barbie Dreamhouse Super Bowl (laughs) ad that obviously is totally false. Yeah, so uh, my clients put an offer, and they had uh, pre-approval with a company based in Michigan and um, because they're from Michigan. So the listing agent was doing you know, doing his due diligence for on behalf of his client, and they would not accept that working with that lender. They loved the offer, and they said, hey, if you can, if you would, if your buyer agrees to work with a local lender, then will accept your offer. But as it is right now with this company in Michigan, no way. So they had to, you know, they went local, got the deal, and everything's working out well. So what do your clients say when they see the cash offer versus the online lender? You're in that situation. Like, I, I want to dispel these myths here for the people that are listening. Um, You mean as they're, like, if I have the seller Like, you're the listing. Yeah. You're, and you get, you know, cash offer Ken and then Barbie with her rocket mortgage. Like, what, like, how's that conversation go? I mean, I think that a lot of times, and it depends on, you know, the seller, like, how, what all their different factors are that are going into it. But a lot of times, the first thing the seller's looking at is just the, the offer price. And then you have to go in and show them, you know, unless if one's completely blowing everything out of the water and, and some other stuff are going to be able to to fall into place, you have to be able to point out um, what else is going into that offer and what is going to get you to settlement and what potential red flags could could pop up along the way. So, um, you know, I think usually they're they're just looking at the price and then you have to kind of educate them as to what else is going into it. And I had, um, I had put an offer in uh, for my client and they actually now she was getting financing and at the time there was just two offers in and one was a cash offer and then it was her offer now we didn't know any of the details obviously of the other offer her offer was super super strong and she had enough to do an appraisal gap and all those other things and she you know waived contingencies similar to the cash offer um later to find out her offer was higher price point but they utilized they leveraged her offer to drive up the cash offer. And the cash people, of course, they elevated it and um, they got the deal. So that, I thought, was not very nice. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's a bummer. But, uh, yeah. Welcome yeah. to because, 2022. Uh, exactly. I mean, that's what happens. Right, yeah. It, it's a frustrating market. And the thing I don't like about that commercial is that it makes it look so easy for people that have right. normal contingencies. And, yep. you know, as much as we're joking around that it's like Barbie and it's a dream house, there's going to be people that think, oh, I'm just going to call this company, and it's going to be totally easy buying a house right. in the most competitive inventory market of all time. Right. So, I mean, do you see that happening? Do you see like this this becoming a problem for people? And kind of like when we go through our scripting at the office, when we talk about how we have to condition folks to what the market's actually like versus what they heard. I mean, do you, do you think that this is going to be even like on steroids now as we head into the spring market? Yeah, that we have to vet everybody. <laughs> we have we have to sit down with our clients and really 
educate them about what the local market is doing, not what you see on TV. I mean, Barbie always wins. She They're always selling she's pipe dreams exactly. for sure. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> she gets the car. She gets the beach house. She gets the man. You know what I mean? Like Barbie has it all. Yeah. So that's not where we are now. This is not reality. And just sit down and explain to the buyers what what the market really is like and what you're in store for. And to make sure they have the fortitude and the, and the real understanding of what they're in for. Um, and find out their motivation. You know, what's behind you buying this house right now? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that... Um it is it's misleading but i mean aren't all you know yeah. all commercials are geared towards making their product look easy great and smooth so i mean they're doing exactly what you you expect but um yeah if somebody comes in and says well rocket mortgage <laughs> rocket mortgage said i can do this then we have to be like well no unfortunately no <laughs> but, yeah i from my clients for the last like 2 years maybe they're all like telling me about the reality of the market now they're like mm -hmm. Oh my God! I put an offer on seven houses, and you know this, that, and the other, and I'm like, I cannot imagine. So, like, having to decondition them and mm -hmm. reprogram the brains of the humans, like, it's not, <laughs> it's not how it goes, guys. <laughs> well, think about that from your perspective. Like, we all know that it's like so hard getting these offers accepted and everything else. But I mean, you're not in the industry, so I mean, is that like mind blowing to you to hear this is what's actually going on? Yeah, and to hear like twenty grand over cash offer, like zero contingencies, like zero inspection like all of this kind of thing like they'll stand in line at an open house for seven hours or something yep. and they won't even they'll be like oh yeah there were 30 offers today like we're not getting this like okay just write a, a nice note that's not how it goes anymore you know <laughs> pull up the heartstrings of the owner <laughs> i guess not you know well, I think that's the challenge. And when, when they have a commercial like this where there's like a celebrity involved yeah. and it's a Super Bowl, yeah. like everyone right. wants to be part of that that space. And it, it, to me, it, it, it's a little irresponsible. And, and I, I think I'm, we're being polite in saying that. So if you were to write the commercial again, how would Barbie have won the house? She would have had to sell her car. She would have had to. <laughs> sell the man. She, yep, yep. Give up, Ken. She would have had to probably like list the dream house and uh you know then she could get a mm -hmm. she could get a sale out of that one use the cash to come in go over and bridge her uh you know bridge the the appraisal gap um and waive all of her contingencies <laughs> and she wouldn't be looking like that she would be like a little bit frazzled or hair mm -hmm. might be a little like that's a great point and yes. bags at her eyes because she missed out on 10 offers already so and asking her mm -hmm. kelly her, her little sister for some cash yeah. <laughs> yes exactly it probably wouldn't have been a rocket home loans commercial either It'd be like commercial for like a bank like you went and got the cashier's check that's it Good stuff. So we all and agree. And then it could end oh. with her looking good at the end because she goes to the salon. And yes. Yeah, yeah, gets picked back up. Right. <laughs> well, we'll get to that next. That's a, that's a great segue, Sarah. So I think we all agree this 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 was a bunch of nonsense, this commercial here. So Cute, but nonsense. But the, D the Dorito commercial, on the other hand, you'll have to check that one out. All right, but tell us about cute. that one. No one no, apparently none of us paid attention to the commercials except you, Laura. It's like in the jungle. The Doritos get their hands on, or the, the animals get their hands on the Doritos, and then... It just goes from there. There's a dance party. It's ridiculous. Uh, wasn't there a sloth on this? Yes, the sloth. My husband's like, what is that? I'm like, oh, man, clearly a city boy. Um, you, you get sloths out in Hershey? Is that <laughs> Yes. Okay, yes. Well, we find, at least we had another commercial to talk about because not, all of us didn't out. pay attention. All right, good stuff here. So 
We're going to uh, take a quick break. We're going to come back. Um, we're going to talk all about Lolly Hair Lounge. Laura sent us a bunch of great stuff we're going to talk about. This is Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM. Have you considered a career in real estate? Do you want control over your income? Whether you have a license or not, call us today at 610-692-6976 or visit TomTool.com. Join our team, the Tom Tool Sales Group at REMAX Mainline. When you're getting a mortgage, you shouldn't have to sacrifice great service just to get a great rate. At Mortgage America, we've been lending with this philosophy for over 35 years. We have access to great low rates without the complications and delays of big or online banks. We're a local Pennsylvania lender with loan officers that you can actually meet. As PHFA's number one lender, we specialize in all residential mortgage programs, including first-time buyer programs and low-down payment options. For your free pre-approval, call us at 610-439-8000 or apply online at mymortgageamerica.com. Buying a home or already own one? We can help. I am Kevin Hamill from Alliances Insurance Agency. If you haven't reviewed your policies in the last three years, now's the time. New home buyers, there are a number of ways that we can help you get to that settlement table. Call us to find out more at 610-816-0043, extension 3, or visit our website, alliancesinsurance.com. Don't forget the S, it's for savings. The real estate market is red hot. Have you considered taking advantage? Call the Tom Tool Sales Group at REMAX at 610-692-6976 or visit our website, tomtool.com, to connect and take advantage of these market conditions. All right, all right. We are back on Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM. I'm Tom Tool. She's Sarah Time, and she's Stacy Mitchell. And we have Laura Cordaro here of Lolly Hair Lounge. We're going to talk all about her business in a second. And again, we all work with the Tom Tool Sales Group at Remax Mainline, the number one Remax team in Pennsylvania and Delaware. And we're streaming live on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And if you're thinking about getting into real estate and you want to hear how we crapped all over Rocket Mortgage and how we train our people to do that in the last segment, check out our real estate scholarship program. It's realestatescholarshipprogram.com. So Laura Cordaro, Lolly Hair Lounge, I've been a, like a customer there for a very long time. Uh, but Laura, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, where people can find you, how they can get connected with your business, and then we can kind of take it from there. Yeah. So, of course, Instagram. We're all on Instagram. Uh, at Lolly Hair Lounge 30. That's our main Instagram. I have my own personal. It's uh, Lara Cordero. Little play on words there. <laughs> That's pretty good. I thought about that one at midnight one night. I was like, I got to change my handle. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> you know, next day I was like, it's not that cool, but okay, we'll, we'll stick with it. Already changed it at that point. Yeah, so. <laughs> it was already done. Um, yeah, we're at 30 Rittenhouse Place in Ardmore, PA. Um, I have been there for about 13 years now. I actually assisted, trained, and became a stylist there under someone else for about nine years. And then the then owner of the salon turned to me after having two children and said, I can't be the boss that I need to be and the business owner that I need to be. I want to sell you my business and I want to come work for you. So I've owned the business for about three years now. Um, I completely renovated, changed basically everything from the inside out, um, including employees, um, except for Jen. She, of course, works for me now. And um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's the story. I 
have been doing hair and makeup for about 15 years now. And yeah, love it. <laughs> so what what I love about what, what you just told us there is like it was something where you were working in the business and then you wanted to, you know, take some ownership in it. So yes. like what made you get to that decision? Because a lot of people don't want to do that. Like they're very afraid of like the accountability or the responsibility of now instead of everyone talking to Jen and they're looking to her, they're coming to you. And uh, it, it's not a lot of folks want to do that or it's just not in their DNA. Yeah. So it was definitely a struggle at first because I was always the employee and then all of a sudden I was the boss. And for me, it was always a dream and a goal. And I did do, so my father's a professor in business, um, entrepreneurship and real, real estate. And he's also a real estate agent. So when I was 18 out of high school, he was like, you have to at least do one year of college. And after that, if you still want to do hair and makeup, you can go and pursue your dream. I did that one year and I studied business and marketing. And I always knew I wanted to work for myself and be a business owner. That was always the goal. I didn't know what that looked like per se, but after going to cosmetology school, getting the experience, I still had that in the back of my mind. And I hate to say it in such a way, but it really did fall in my lap. I worked for someone. I loved the location. I loved my clientele. And after nine years, I was like, oh, okay, I manifested this and and here we are. Like I did, of course, put in the work and I worked really, really hard for it, but it did kind of fall in my lap. Although, I mean, you were the one that she went to and felt yes. that you were like capable Good and point. ready right. and could handle doing it. Yes. Um. So I'm sure all of that, you know, Played led up to it. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. And I'm so grateful for that opportunity to learn. I I think it's so important in every industry to have a mentor, and she was definitely my mentor. I had many along the way, but she really taught me the business from the ground up. She laid out the plan. She said, be so good to your clients. They will come back to you. The families of those clients will come to you, and you'll just build and build and build, and, and she was right. I mean, this sounds pretty similar to yes. something that the three of us do here at, at the table, which which I love. Um you talked about um, kind of how it, you think you kind of got it fell in your lap. I actually totally disagree with that um, because people say that you said you manifested it, and, and so like was that like it sounds like you had like a vision board and like a plan, like because we get a lot of realtors that tune into this, and this is a lot of stuff like we train on from day one in our organization. Yes, I think it's so important from day one figure out a plan and and put in the time. Like when you're you're 18, 19, you're struggling, you're trying to figure out what you want to do in life. You're like, oh my God, I have no freaking idea. I think if you just sit down, say, what do I love? How do I make money doing it? And how do I make an impact on my community? So that's it. And figure it out from there. And, and if you have to make a vision board and you're a visual person <laughs> like myself, then then there you have it. Do that for sure. You also like I, I I know you pretty well. I mean, I've been come. I think I've been coming to the salon for like twelve years or something yes, like that. Yes, probably. Um, I think and, so. Uh, so. Something crazy. Yeah. And one of the things you've always talked to me about is like you're always like trying to like get more education, mm -hmm. which like I, you don't hear a lot of people doing that. In, you're never done in, in in any business, but especially I think you I think yours uh, as much as real estate. I mean, we always talk about this stuff. So talk about how you see value there and then like some of the continuing education that's available because I don't I really didn't know any of this until you told me yeah so the industry is always changing and much like your industry you're always needing to get your license again and go back and and we don't really have to continue our education but like anything else in life it becomes stagnant so finding out 
you know, like-minded humans who are creative and seeing what they're doing. And, and it just sparks more and it just becomes kind of like a better continuation of, of your, your resume, really. Like, oh, my God, extensions are changing and there's a better way of doing it. There's a better way. There's a better color out. Like, this is healthier on your hair. Olaplex. Oh, my God, this is insane. Like, you can actually create healthy hair from crappy hair so it's just there's always something like yeah Olaplex plug for sure um yeah I just there's always something to be learning and there's also as a human being like if you're trying to better yourself you're just gonna you're gonna be better at business you're gonna be a better family member just it it grows in other areas of your life I, I believe I love that yeah so I like what you said about um you you can get better hair from crappy hair. So <laughs> and the saying You're is, like, there's hope. This is awesome. <laughs> but a lot Always. Of, in the business would say I'm a I'm a I'm a beautician, not a magician. I I'm have, sure you've heard that. I have that an before. apron that says that. <laughs> okay. Oh my, yeah. God, so my mom got that for me when I was fresh out of beauty school and I was like, is this a personal dig? I, I like to think I'm a magician, but no, no, I'm not. <laughs> No, when people come in and they want these unrealistic Yeah, things. the yes. picture, they're like, yeah. well, I want to look, like, look like Megan Fox too, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, what's the best part of your day? And then what would be like the not so best part of your day? Yeah, so we always have those clients who have really high expectations, like you're saying. And unfortunately, sometimes we have to say, why don't we go a different route? Let's get as close to your vision as you want, but let's be realistic with what we're working with, right? And then I would say probably the best part of my day lately is training my new girls. So just kind of like, you know, I hire them right out of school. They know nothing. And that's what I like to do. I like Mm -hmm. to hire someone who is at the entry level and I can just kind of curate this human into this perfect stylist and, you know, show them my vision and kind of make that their vision a little bit too. And it's really great to see like the, the aha moment and the spark. And it's like, oh, I kind of get it. And it clicks and you see that. It's very interesting. Yeah. And I'm sure getting someone um, right out of school, kind of like blank slate, um, you're able to show them the way that you want things done and they don't, they're not already like they don't stuck have any in. bad habits. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what you learn, learn in school is a little different than the real world in pretty much everything. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Much like mm-hmm. real estate, you learn to pass the test mm-hmm. and then you get out of school and you're like, oh, I actually know nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> So, so you talked about like creating culture um, and how you had to kind of reset when you you uh, took over the salon. And so Stacy and Sa- the same thing happened to us a couple of years ago. And Stacy and Sarah were like there when it was it was like pretty it was pretty crazy. I think you were like, what the hell is going on at one point? Uh, I mean, it was it was a little wild. So yeah. how did you navigate that? Because I, I'm a big believer in cultural fit is like number one anytime we we bring somebody on because they're going to be a jerk or they're going to go against the grain. It's just it's going to be bad for everybody. Yes. It's easier said than done. I've mm-hmm. been through that. I, I mean, we've all actually all of us have been through it based on what you're telling us here. And it's it's not easy. So h- how did you navigate that for like the business owner that's going through that real estate team leader or someone that owns a salon? Because th- this is a real thing in today's world, especially now when people value their time probably more than ever, especially post pandemic. Yeah. So one bad seed, you know, spoils the bunch. Right. Mm-hmm. So as a stylist working under somebody else, I always felt like the environment was a little funky, but I never really thought about it from a business 
owner perspective. And then once the roles were reversed, I was like, oh, wow. And everybody would come to me and say, oh, this person, this person, that. And, you know, I had to really like sit down and have a hard conversation. This person's bringing in money, but they're ruining the environment. And, you know, nobody wants to be in that. And the clients feel it, too. And I'm sure you know how that is when you're working with somebody and you're just like, I just don't want to be near them. They have that bad energy. So, so were there people that you knew from when you took over? Like, all right, there were like a couple that you're like, I just know this is going to have to change right away. Yeah. I kind of tried to give them a few chances. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't a lot of respect there. And I felt like if I'm not being respected and you're not seeing the vision that I'm trying to create here, mm-hmm. this just is not going to work. So it was a very easy decision. Yeah. Well, and I'm sure you had a different um, having been a stylist with them and knowing, because there are certainly people, I'm sure, that in in any field, no matter what it is, they can put on a different persona in front of the boss or in front of, you know, decision makers that they think are going to be the ones that like make or break them or, or whatnot. And if you were at the same level as them for many years and you knew like what types of things go on there or, you mm-hmm. know, I know like in a lot of salons, just like gossip can get wild oh, and yeah. <laughs> um like to a whole different level you know so knowing like yeah what kind of causes some things or what feeds into stuff yeah, from being there it was a creative environment right mm-hmm. so yeah. you oh, know I love how you said that in a creative environment yes oh, yes and mm-hmm. it's just like it just gets a little heated sometimes <laughs> so yeah absolutely for sure yeah. So I, I've also like seen you, I mean, like I, I have a different perspective here because I, I've seen you like grow these people and you say you really enjoy that. So like you say you hire them new, but like how new are we talking? And I, I agree with you on the blank slate because both Stacey and Sarah were brand new to real estate when they came on. I mean, that that we, we have a very similar avatar there in, in terms of who we hire. What are some of the advantages there and maybe some of the challenges with training someone that's brand new as well? Because it doesn't, you know, it, it sometimes getting started is probably the hardest part in any business. Yeah, so I actually have two assistants that are still in school at the moment. So I hire them. So I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about how I hire somebody. So I went to Jean Madeline Aveda Institute, which is at um, Penn's campus in Philadelphia. I follow their Instagram. They will share a story of a stylist that's at the school. I will then follow that stylist. I will then DM that stylist. I will talk a little bit about what they like and I'll follow their education and I'll I'll then find out if they're a good fit for the salon I'll then bring them on part-time and then once they graduate they'll be full-time so it's kind of like they can dip their toe in the water while they're still getting their education and it just launches their career that much more and their education that much more because they're getting the experience while they're still in school so yeah so really still very very ground level Love that. I mean, you see, we have the same people walk through the door at our place all the time. So I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, so we got like seven minutes left. Tell us about the salon. What can people get done there? I mean, you know, besides men's haircuts, which is not that exciting. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, we've got haircuts. We've got color. We've got extensions. I do makeup. I have two other girls that do makeup. We do a ton of weddings and special events, bar mitzvahs, bat mitzvahs, huge in our community. Um, yeah, we do it all. Just not nails, but there's a place right next door. <laughs> <laughs> do you, like, for people that are having a wedding and they would want to come out and do hair and makeup, would you go to yes, their venue? Yes, Absolutely. Okay. Yep. I usually have them come into the salon for a trial for mm-hmm. both hair and makeup. 
um, a couple of months before we work out a timeline. I make sure we have enough stylists. Maybe we bring some assistance. Everyone is able to relax that day. We come to them. Everything is taken care of. Do you ever at the when they come in for the trial, like months out, start suggesting some products so that uh, things look better the day of? <laughs> well, if they come to me soon, like early on in this in the whole process, I'll be like, oh, well, let's get like your color right. You yeah. know, let's get everything from head to toe perfect. I'll suggest a place for a spray tan if you're into that. This place for manicure, pedicure. Like I, we are the full package. We're here to help in any way we can. There's a place down the street that is a great boutique bridal dress salon. So, like, you know, we're here to help. <laughs> the, the owner of that salon is, like, her, her husband is best friends with Tim Gola. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, great, like small world. Bridal. Yeah, dream. Wow. Yeah. Okay. yeah. It's so cute inside, too. You'll have to check it out. Apparently, she's very pregnant, and we, we invite oh. her on the show, but she's got to wait till she has the baby. You probably you know all about that, Sarah, so. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> So what, what? anything else that people need to know about the salon? Because I want to make sure we give everyone gets all the information. Hopefully you get a ton of bookings after this. Yeah, like, so is it nice. best to go to the website? Like, what's the, yep, what's the easiest so way for you? There's actually a couple of ways to book with us. You can go to lollyhair.com. You can go to our Instagram. You can now text us, um, and I will give you the number. And it's it's Lolly is L A L L I hair H A I R dot com for all the people listening out there. Yes. So you can text us at four eight four two nine seven two oh one four. If you want to text us to book, you can feel free. There are many people on the other end of that line. We are not robots. And you can also call <laughs> us at six one oh six four nine eighty six hundred. Um yeah, we can't wait to see you. How far out are you usually booked for? So me personally, I book two months out. Um, my girls, usually I can get you in within one to two weeks. Cool. Well, that's like a big issue right now. With I mean, and you guys had a lot of challenges with like the pandemic and everything oh else. Gosh. So are, are you fully operational at this point? Yes, uh, fully. We're 100% at this point. We were at 1.50%. That was interesting. We were also <laughs> 0% for four months. We know how you feel. Yeah, uh, wild, right? Yeah. That was, that was rough. No, thank you. <laughs> we don't want to do that again. <laughs> So that's how to get in touch with Laura. Again, she gave us the text number. You want to call them at 610-649-8600. It's lollyhair.com, L-A-L-L-I hair.com. Text number was 484-297. That's my bad. 297-2014. Okay, 484-297-2014. So that's how you can text. So the last thing you kind of mentioned here, and I'm really interested in this part um, because you sent me a lot of great stuff, is that – you talk about your vision, right? What does that look like for a salon? Because a lot of people, I, I, I'm not one of them, but a lot of people think, oh, it's, you know, you just get your hair cut there. Or you just go sell some houses. People don't get that there has to be a vision behind every business. So yes. what, what does that look like for you and for your, for your company? So for me, it's just about, you know, clients always right kind of thing. It's like, it's, that's a very basic blanketed statement, but if people love coming to my salon and they want to keep coming and they want to tell their friends and they want to talk about it, we're doing something right. If I can instill that into my future stylists and they feel like they own a piece of that business and they have a little business within my business, then I'm doing something right. And that's it. It's just like spreading the joy of being a stylist, you know? And I think like with something like being a stylist, you if you're doing a good job, it's not like, oh, in you know, five years when we're ready to move again, maybe I'll think of you or as people come up, I'll refer Mm -hmm. you out like that's something that like 
you people get on a schedule, you know, maybe every eight weeks they yes. come back or every like 15 weeks or however often it is. And I'm sure you notice if all of a sudden they drop off and yes. it's like, what and happened book before they leave? Right. And it's so it's like a, a prideful really a special feeling when people are like I need to rebook I need to come back I mm-hmm. want to see you ASAP like it's it's great it's a good feeling it's such a personal experience absolutely yeah, you, and, and and it's relationships it is a relationship mm-hmm. for sure mm-hmm. and if people move they get upset they're mm-hmm. like I'm gonna miss you you know mm-hmm. and we've had people drive from New York or wherever like well I'm, I'm still gonna come back I'm gonna need to see my family so I'll just come back and see you so it's really something mm-hmm. Well, think about the way you feel after you get like your. For me, getting my hair cut, or obviously, get, like I know, like it's like it, it oh, especially yeah, like with nails or any, yeah, whatever it is your thing. It's it such is. a confidence booster. Oh. Like you just feel better. You walk mm-hmm. out the door. I mean, yes. you know, I know my wife feels the same way. And I, for women, it's so much different because it's not like a frequent thing. I mean, yeah. I get my hair cut like every two weeks, and but but it's it's different. But what I know is that that is a, a very personal thing, and there is a huge confidence builder there for people. They just feel better, right? Absolutely. Like all the big events, what do you do? You get your hair done or you get yes. your hair cut before you go somewhere. Yes. Mm-hmm. Very cool. All right, yeah. so you're at Lolly Hair Lounge 30. Lounge 30. Yep, 30 um, Rittenhouse Place. 30 Rittenhouse. Why don't you just give it all to us, Laura, and then we'll, we'll, uh, we're going to get played out here in about 30 seconds. All right. Lolly Hair Lounge 30 is the Instagram. Lollyhair.com, 610-649-8600. And you can text us at 484-297-2014. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on. Really Thank grateful you. for that. You had a lot of good stuff here and a lot of stuff that anyone, like, you don't have to be in the salon business right. to have a lot of takeaways from that. And Not I think it's, it's really, really insightful. So that's what we got this week. This is Tool Time Real Estate Radio. You want to follow Sarah. She's at Ty underscore Ty Time on Instagram, T-Y underscore T-Y-T-I-M-E. Stacy's at the number two Mitchco two M I T C H C O. You can follow our team at Tom Tool Sales Group. Uh, again, we're streaming live every week on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. Just Google Tom Tool Sales Group, and you can follow me at Tom Tool Three R D. That's it for this week. Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB eight sixty M. Signing out.